Hey, it's Clay from the manual. I hope all is well and that you are putting your best self forward. I'm coming to you today from the Anchor app, which is used to record the manual. It is a great way to record your podcast, amplify your voice, get your message out and engage with your friends and have some fun. It is a very easy app to use. You download the Anchor app and it will actually give you a chance to get on the other platforms such as Google Cast, Apple and Spotify. So use the Anchor app. And have a great time. Good morning and welcome to the manual. I hope all is well and everyone is starting the day with putting your best self forward. Today I'm going to kind of switch gears and get a little lighthearted. I want to talk about since everyone's kind of been in, I know some states are ahead of some states in reopening and kind of getting back on track. Um, I'm a personal trainer, as you guys know. And one of the things I've been struggling with was just trying to keep my content for working out fresh, um, exciting, brand new. Uh, I am about tired of body weight exercises, which I love to do up until now, and also working with bands. But I've been trying to explore more into uh, more dynamic movement, and I'm interested at, at what people are doing or what people have been doing um, during the pandemic. I know that we uh, are seeing certain gyms get ready to open and operate at a capacity of 30% or less, um, and mostly dealing with outside work for the most part. It's kind of what I've still been doing with a couple of the clients that I still get to see face-to-face, obviously adhering to social distancing and things of that nature. But I'm very curious as to what um, people are doing to kind of keep things kind of fresh. Um, I bought a bike, um, uh, a mountain bike about three years ago. Um, In those three years, my ambitious plan was to ride this bike a couple of times, especially during the summer, a couple of times a week, possibly getting in uh, 30 to 60 miles, uh, so to speak. Very ambitious for me. Very ambitious. Um, That didn't happen. Um, I do get to ride, but not as often as I would like to. So I'm going to make a conscious effort this summer to take this bike out uh, at least the twice a week that I promised myself, hopefully getting a little bit more frequency other than that. But again, I tend to uh, set these goals for myself. Some of them are lofty, some of them are not, but trying to get an edge, trying to get my myself motivated to do the things because I hate to run. I hate running. Running is something that I know it's really good for you. I would rather walk than run. So I need to run to something or from something. <laughs> I am not big on just getting out and jogging mindlessly for miles. Um, anyone that can do that, God bless you for that because God didn't design me to do that. Um, I did run track in high school, but I was a sprinter, not a long distance guy. But I, I do enjoy um, any sport that I, uh, that can give me some stamina. Um, I do, like I said, I do sparring, boxing, things of that nature. So trying to get back into a, a, a flow that is different from what I've been doing, but I miss free weights. I miss machines. Um, I miss just being in the gym with my coworkers. I miss being in the gym with my clients. I miss also being in the gym with other gym goers because it's, it's a place that is a refuge for some people. Some people have a bar for their happy hour. Some people like to go to friends. Um, I like the gym, like most people. The gym is a social experiment. It's a social experience and it is social. Um, I don't spend a lot of time talking to a lot of people when I'm working out. If I'm in the gym, yeah, I can engage in conversation. But if I'm not in the gym, 
for that re- for that reason, if I have a workout going, I will be the person that will have my pods or headphones in and I'm kind of going to work on what I need to work out on because I believe in taking that time to yourself to escape, um, have a mind numb, shut everything off, tune out and kind of get the work done. Um, we all complain about not having enough time to do gym work or not have enough time to do that. Write down how many times you've binge watched shows on Netflix or or Hulu or Amazon Prime or just regular cable. Um, you have the time. You just make the time. You know, a workout, one hour, two hours, three hours a week um, at minimum is what you should be getting. You know, that's me speaking as an uh, avid uh workout warrior, but also speaking as a personal trainer, is that that is the base minimum of what you can do. There's people that work out seven days a week, which I don't recommend because you need a day of rest. You need a, you need a day to actually um, cut down or, as they say, take a vacation from the vacation. You can't just do uh, one thing without having some rest and having some, some time to yourself other than lifting weights. I know it's always fun, um, but you can overtrain. It's something that we've all possibly done in our lifetimes and if you haven't done it yet you will do it i promise you you will overtrain um and your body just kind of will stop responding and then you'll stop getting the gains that you are looking for because your body's just like i can't I, we can't do this one rest the one thing i don't get enough of is sleep um it's something i've battled with since i was a teenager um and into a young adult and now you know, into my 40s, I still struggle with getting the proper amount of hours. I can operate on roughly about six hours. Um, that would be that would be optimum for me. Kind of weird to say that. Um, anything under four hours, I'm pretty much probably irritable and not a good um, sport at that point, so to speak. So I, I struggle with it. And it's not the, I don't think it's the actual sleep part. I think it's the getting to sleep um, because I, I try to get in bed uh, roughly about midnight um, and I'm usually up by seven, eight o'clock at the most, but I I struggle a lot with just trying to get to sleep um, because my mind, I'm a night person, I'm a nocturnal person. I, I, I do my best everything at night. Um, so most of the time, if I sleep during the day, which is a rarity, but it's, it has happened, if I take a nap during the day, it sets me up to not sleep later um and many of you probably deal with this because you're like me you're you you do that now the flip side of me is the person that gets up at three four five in the morning um and adheres to a schedule now with that the positives is that by one o'clock two o'clock your day is actually done you've achieved so much because you've been up since five o'clock in the morning um where for me, I'm starting to peak at that point. We all have our our high-functioning times of day. Uh, if you've never heard about this term, um, when you're high-functioning, meaning that you're, you're putting out a lot of um, brain output, and you're putting out a lot of creativity, you're putting out a lot of production, so to speak. That's exactly what that means. You're, you are engaging in the best part of who you are. Um, some of us shut down at certain parts of the day or some of us are not as um, heightened. But at the end of the day, we all, we all operate on a, on a clock. Um, when your body's tired, it tells you by giving you signals. You know, you may yawn a lot. You know, your brain is requiring more oxygen. Your body you know, requires uh, rest. Um, we normally will push past those points and then 
just like we compensate with everything else, we also compensate um, with working through um, being tired, working through not having um, fuel. Um, and that kind of goes into what I want to delve on in this talk is about fueling yourself and also getting the rest to recover. So rest and recovery is just as important as the fuel that you put in your body. If you're going to run a marathon and you need to carb load so you can offload, have those, have that glycogen stored up um, for for fuel, you need that. You, you cannot just kind of push your body on less than it needs to operate. That's why it's important on eating an abundance of things that are that are feel worthy, that are good for the soul, that is um, gonna gonna give you the nutrients and the minerals and the vitamins that your body needs to operate. Your brain is also a functioning component of who you are, so you definitely have to make sure that you eat what they call brain food. You know, get your get your omega threes in and things of that nature. Um, a lot of a lot of us supplement um, a lot of our vitamins and minerals, and there's nothing bad with that. You know, I used to think that that was like a cop out. I used to think that that was kind of a an excuse, so to speak. But I realized that some people just, you know, whether it's a food allergy or um, access to certain things, um, and that's become a, a big thing of late, is that some people don't have access to produce. Um, so doing that is not a bad thing. So I used to, I had to change my gears on that. So I, I, I will stop saying that if you, if you just go to the vitamin shop or GNC or your local, um, your local health food store to get vitamins that you're kind of, you know, cutting in and cheating, cutting line and cheating. And that's not the case. So, cause some people don't have access to certain things. Like I've learned now where I live and I've lived here for quite a while that there are farms within, you know, maybe 20 miles of where I live that I can actually go get fresh produce. I rely on a supermarket like most people. I, re- I rely on going to a farmer's market when we have one in town. I think it's every Saturday, but since COVID, things have been kind of uh, on pause. But I just realized, I'm like, man, I-, I can actually go for less than what I would pay at the supermarket and get a an entire bag of food, of, of fresh tomatoes, potatoes, tomatoes, grapes, whatever I need, um, fresh and in abundance. But again, I cannot store these things um, given the time that you need to eat because people don't realize when you buy something, if it's not frozen, obviously, um, and you should never be buying things out of a can. So don't buy any pears from a can. Don't buy any peas from a can, carrots from a can. Uh, we don't know how long those things have been in those cans. So you definitely don't want to to um, eat or consume those preservatives that make that shelf life its life. So I had to understand that and realize that as I got older and, and, and kind of stopped casting aspersions on people that do that. So again, you know, if you have to supplement certain things, go for it because I do that now. I supplement things. Couple of things I want to talk about today would be like um, some of the powders that I like. I like um, I like beet powder, um, just as you know. I like beets. Um, something with beets, I just kind of got to enjoy. Um, I never was the person to like beets, but then because of my blood pressure, um, beets is actually a really good source uh, to help lower the mercury. So I started eating beets. 
um, every once in a while, I've prepared them a few different ways. Um, and in doing so, I just realized that I can eat them if I buy them fresh. Um, not the ones that you have to actually peel. That's fresh as well. But the ones that are already peeled or that are in a packet, I can eat them just cold raw. I just cut them into little slivers and then eat that with whatever meal I'm eating with, eating it with. So I, I've learned to kind of do that for um, taste and texture. I'm a big texture person. So I, if it tastes weird to me, if it's granular, if it's whatever I'm eating, if it, if it just tastes funny, I kind of shut myself off to it. But if I, um, if I can eat certain things that are, that taste good, uh, or I can chew it and have, have no problems, I can definitely engage in, in, in exploring my mind to eat other things. There are certain things I've never had. Um, it's kind of funny. I've never had grits. Uh, I've never had, well, I've had cauliflower for the first time in my entire life. And I think about two years ago was the first time I tried cauliflower. Not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of how it looks. Not a big fan of eating it. I've never had cottage cheese because cottage cheese looks like it's already been eaten. So I'm kind of a weird, funny person. Um, and I, when I talk about these things with my clients and um, just friends that, that have fitness ideas, I talk about the relationship with food. Um, of all the certifications that I hold, I do not hold a certification in nutrition. And it's kind of by design. It's kind of by on purpose. I, I know enough about nutrition for myself. I know enough to give someone recommendations. And by law, as a personal trainer, if I don't carry these certifications, I have to let that or preface with, I am not a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian. So in giving recommendations, it is important for me to know and for you to know what you're allergic to, what you have adverse reactions to, what you cannot consume, what you have a hard time just as a personal preference eating, all those things matter. All those things matter in how you digest and, and when you eat, if you're a grazer versus if you're someone that doesn't eat for a while. Um, there are different schools of thought open on how our body operates and the optimum. I mentioned in the first part of this episode that some people um, can eat and function different parts of the day. I am not a two o'clock, three o'clock person for high functioning. I start to high function around four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, I'll start to kind of be on in a in a locked focused zone with those things. Um, but some people can function at five o'clock in the morning. They get up, have a brutal workout and then go about their day and then maybe even have another workout towards the end of their day. Kudos. That is an amazing thing to be able to do. But some people, again, you know, you have to kind of realize when you're high functioning. If you don't know when, then you can do an exercise in futility by just testing this out for yourself. Go record and see when you are your most creative, when you feel you have the most energy, you feel that you are doing the best you can do for yourself. So it, it kind of differs. All right. So going into my war chest and I have a war chest like most of you guys have in your homes. Um, I have two cabinets that I have in my house that I dedicate to my health and wellness. And with those, I kind of have these two cabinets set up to a point where I can load things and unload things and I keep an inventory where I don't have to basically shop for everything every time. So if I shop for 
let's say I'm shopping for vitamin C. I would buy a couple of bottles of, of vitamin C so that I have them on tap where I don't have to keep buying that over and over again. Okay. Um, I love papaya, the enzyme. And basically after every meal, I'll have papaya enzyme. They're through little tablets. They're kind of chalky, but I'll have that to aid with my digestion. Um, I don't have problems digesting um, things, but I do want to keep the digestion tract clean and free of debris. So I definitely adhere to that. Another way I work through my digestive tract is with psyllium husk. Um, it is something that um, it doesn't taste like anything. So I, I, I recommend if you do purchase some psyllium husk that you, you know, mix it with your favorite beverage. But understand this, it is gelatinous. So with that being said, after a few minutes of sitting in whatever liquid, if it's water, if it's juice, it becomes that. It, it becomes gooey. It becomes kind of like, um, think of um, cranberry. Remember cranberry as a, as a kid, Thanksgiving, the, that cranberry, whatever. I don't even know what the hell that is. But that jelly thing that looked like the can it came in, that's what, it, that's what psyllium husk becomes. Because what happens is in your digestive tract, in your system, it consumes um, everything and scrapes everything out. So when you pass, when you go to the bathroom, you'll be, you'll be scraping your intestinal um, wall and kind of getting everything out. So it's a great it's a great thing to have for people that have digestive problems or if you just want to keep that from having a problem, definitely engage in in doing that. Um, another supplement I kind of take um, I take B12 um, energy. I take magnesium and potassium. Um, I can also get these through foods. So getting them through green leafy vegetables, getting them through bananas um, is a way. But those two, those two things help me manage my blood pressure. Okay. Um, for those who, who know me, I am genetically coded with hypertension. And the way I can control that or the way you can control it, I'm not a doctor when I, when I say this, is that you can basically control it by keeping a, a, a clean diet, uh, clean as you can, and also maintaining your weight, lots of water, and make sure that you get these these proper minerals and, and vitamins in your system, such as magnesium and potassium and things of that nature. Um, it helps with the mercury in your blood. Another supplement I take is called L-Argumine. Now, L-Argumine is pretty, pretty good because it supports cardiovascular health. It also supports your immune system functions and hormone health. We secrete hormones when we deal with stress, when we deal with lack of sleep, when we deal with, you know, a lot of things in our life, our our um, system responds adversely to things. So you are what you eat, as they say. So whether you put in good or bad things, you are going to be a manifestation of those things. It's going to come out in your diet, which comes out in your appearance, which comes out in your overall health. Okay, flaxseed is another important thing that I like to take. Um, I put them in my smoothies. Uh, I used to put it in my cereal, but then I found that whatever cereal that I'm eating, um, I eat very bland cereals. I mean, I'm like a Cheerios, blueberry guy. I eat um, cinnamon toast crunch when I want to live dangerous. But um, and then, of course, honey bunches of oats is is what I'll do. I used to do cornflakes, but cornflakes is kind of boring, not sexy. And I know that for some people, not having a sexy um, cereal is problematic. 
Um, I do oatmeal, but I can only eat oatmeal in the, in the winter months um, for the most part. But um, I do do oatmeal, but I do my oats for making protein bars, which I'll explain in, the, in a minute how you can do that. But flaxseed helps lower your sugar and your sodium. It also it's very it's a very low um, glycemic index food and it's very vitamin and minimal rich. So definitely look into getting yourself some flaxseed. Um, I would say get the cold milled um, if you can or milled. Um, the difference is just, you know, the texture and things of that nature. But definitely get you some Excuse me, get yourself some flaxseed. One of the other two things I take is uh, moringa powder. It's organic powder. It's been used for thousands of years um, throughout the world, basically. And it's something that I've just discovered maybe about three years ago um, through a friend. And I find this superfood to be absolutely amazing. Um, The country of origin for this is India. And it's made from from raw leaves, and it, the climate that these leaves grow in is is tropic and subtropic. But they're good for to be put into smoothies. They're good to be put into uh, anything that you're baking, yogurt, cereals, and beverages. Uh, it it does have a very green taste, and because it's it's a green powder, so it has a very very green taste. And you can definitely um, mix it with other things, so that the taste kind of can get subdued a little bit. Um, there's certain things that are always good for us that don't taste well. And we, as human beings, we kind of look at how, how that goes for us. Is like, well, I don't eat that because I don't like the way it tastes or smells or looks. Um, but you can eat fried chicken, which looks amazing, smells amazing, tastes good, but it's really bad for your heart. <laughs> so, you know, go figure. Things that are not sexy looking are not are not good for you but so moringa powder and it's called uh, moringa m-o-r-i-n-g-a and it's a powder very very great superfood definitely engage in getting you some of that into your system another thing that i take is um matcha tea it's also a powder all right i can make that as a tea itself I can also make that. I can also put that in a smoothie to mask it with with doing that. Now, getting to how I make my smoothies for smoothies, I do um, a few different things. So I'll do my base, which will be a protein powder. Um, Synthesis is what I like. It's very low in calories. Um, and I believe well, I shop at Vitamin Shop because I think GNC's um, prices are too high. Uh, for the same products, so I sh- I shop at Vitamin sh- um, at Vitamin Shop, and I also shop at a online at a place called iHerb.com, and that's i herb h e r b dot com. They have a very very large selection of natural products. They have a very large selection and a variety of things that you can get in bulk, and they ship pretty fast. So um, it, it's a good tip for you to if you're supplementing, if you can get your um, again, for about 25 bucks, I can get a, a lot of what I need and not have to break the bank when I go to like vitamin shop and things of that nature. But that's one of the things that I use um, uh, as far as a resource. So getting back to what I was saying about um, the master tea, great for energy, um, great for a lot of other uses. Again, whatever I'm giving you, do not take it as a wholehearted endorsement. Please do your due diligence and see how you feel about these products. If you need to take it a step further, if you have adverse health conditions to talk to your doctor or physician on taking these things. Again, there are, a lot of them are, are very natural. 
Um, but the fact that, you know, if you read too many ingredients on a bottle of something, then it's probably not that good for you. So, you know, just try to do your due diligence as best as you can to understand what you're going to take. Uh, I also take CLA and I also take uh, fish oil. Um, fish oil I've been taking since I was a kid. My mom and dad used to give us that. <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to get cleaned out every month, once a month. We used to line up castor oil. <laughs> and uh, I think the brand was Seven Seas, uh, these golden pills. So I take fish oil to this day. Um, I am a person that, um, if I've never mentioned this, I hardly catch colds. And I think it's due to the immune system that I have with um with being healthy um the the more healthy you are in most cases you don't catch a lot of things um i can be around people with with colds and all of that and i usually don't catch the cold uh i've gone you know a couple of years for the most part without a major cold i'll get sniffles but i remember back in the day about maybe 20 years ago every december right before christmas i would catch a crazy cold like it would knock me out of work everything for a, for a couple of days and those that know me I don't like to miss work I don't like to I'm not that person to take off work needlessly but I used to always catch this cold and then I realized that around the fall I should be insulating myself against these pathogens that are gonna arise in the flu season and all that kind of stuff because I don't get a flu shot um, I personally don't believe in it um, my I don't I don't want to tell anybody not to get it if you need it I just personally don't engage in getting a flu shot i've never had one and i hopefully hope i never need one so um fingers and toes crossed with that okay so you're peeking into my into my closet here into my war chest of things that i take um so i mentioned to you guys uh, also take i also take l-citrulline which is good again for for a lot of things um blood pressure related wise for me most of the things i center around my blood pressure because it's the most um prominent ailment that i have um i always call myself the native son of krypton you know superman is one of my favorite dc characters and in doing so um i realized that my kryptonite is my hypertension um inherited from family genes so i have to constantly deal with that even though i try to practice 80% of my life being super healthy, I still have to deal with the onslaught of this uh, ailment because it, it's it's not debilitating, so to speak, but it does lead to a lot of things that it sets me up for a higher um, propensity for strokes, heart disease, things of that nature. So it's very important that I, that I keep eye on this and it's very important if you deal with this that you do as well because the only the only other alternative is to be on medication for the rest of your life and some of that medication um and i'm gonna kind of say this as a uh, as a disclaimer some of that medication is very harmful to you in other ways you develop kidney damage you also develop um damage to other organs your liver things of that nature so it is something that you know, some people are too far gone that they have to take medication. And a little disclaimer, once you get on medication for this, uh, you're kind of on it for the rest of your life. The more, the longer that you're on this medication, the longer that you're going to have to take it. You just can't wean off of it. You have to pretty much take it to survive because your body becomes codependent on it. And that is a very hard pill, no pun intended, to swallow. So it's been crazy. I also take super greens for my smoothies. Um, I do my smoothies either with, um, depending on what my base is, either with almond milk 
or or cashew milk or rice milk or I'll do just filtered water. Um, I don't put juice in my smoothies. That's already been been done. If I'm crushed for time, I do I do shop for um, things that are pre-made. But some of the pre, pre-made smoothies have a lot of sugar in it. And when people are dealing with some adverse health effects, they're dealing with not only salt, sodium, but they're also dealing with uh, high sugar content. V8 makes a great super greens product that's low in, in sugar. Um, but it's mixed with apples, like green apples, spinach, kale, things of that nature. So when I'm on the go and I don't have time to really engage in, in, in making a smoothie, I can grab I can grab a cup of that and kind of fuel me through a workout or whatever it is to do. Um, I do. I'm going to give you guys a couple more things that I have in my war chest, and then I'm going to kind of go into something before I close this one off. Um, I drink a lot of green tea. Um, I boil it. I have different variations of green tea. I'm a tea drinker. I come from a country that it was a British colony, and tea is the day. Sport of tea, please. So I have a lot of things like lemon, ginger, turmeric tea, uh, green tea. I have regular green tea. Um, I try not to kind of get the you know the variations of of like blueberry green tea. If I do want to do something in that regard, and um, I want to kind of give you guys the hacks now, the the um, Life hacks Like if I If I boil some green tea Or boil some iced tea And I want to put Some 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 flavor to it I would put some Frozen blueberries in it Some um, Sorry Frozen strawberries And also Maybe frozen pears And I'll let that sit And kind of infuse Into that water So I can have My Peach tea Or green tea Or blueberry tea um, Pretty much Without having any sugar Or Or any other um, preservatives in that concoction. Okay. I also do that with food around football season. I love nachos. So I make a power nacho, um, set up where I use, um, ground Turkey. I'll use the tostillos, low salt or no salt on it. I'll use, um, fresh salsa, fresh guac. And then instead of the sour cream, I will use plain Greek yogurt. And then I can have my power nachos without feeling super guilty about what I'm having. But Sundays, um, whether it's football season or not, it's my cheat day. It's the day I just go off the reservation. I kind of don't count calories. I kind of do kind of just be a regular person. Um, And then Monday I go right back, shift right back into the mode of eating healthy, kind of doing that. Your body. um, And again, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not. I'm not giving you a setup here or a layup, but what I'm saying is that giving your body that shock and awe, giving your body that thing. For me, it's a control measure that I can actually tell myself that, you know what, since I'm not an emotional stress eater or things like that, I can control when I can say, okay, I'm going to eat healthy all week, but I know on Sunday, within reason, I'm going to go and have something. I'll have a piece of fried chicken. I'll have a cheesesteak. I'll have something that I normally don't don't have without without thinking about it. Because again, if I have a stress break, if I have a something happens to me uh, emotionally, I may I may fall into a binge. I may I may do something that I don't normally do. So I give myself those pleasures um, so I don't have to think about if I do have a psychotic break, <laughs> so to speak. Okay, so um, I don't take any workout, um, pre-workout. 
I used to be one of those people faithfully endorsing and adhering to pre-workout stuff. But then I realized after doing some reading and talking to some people that are nutritionists and dietitians that just said to me, hey, just eat, just, you know, have something to eat um, about an hour or two before your workout. Same advice I give to my clients. I'm like, listen, you know, I'll have like my go to would be uh, a slice of toast, uh, wheat toast with some peanut butter on it. Um, I'll do organic peanut butter. And I would do instead of jelly, um, which I loved as a kid. I love I loved P and B P B and J's as a kid. I would do frozen or I'm sorry, fresh blueberries or fresh strawberries, just mashed into a paste. I would get a, a few blueberries, just kind of grind them down into a paste, and put them on that on that sandwich. And I have to think about the um, preservatives that are, that are in those things. Now, as a cheat. I would do preservatives. Um, I've not had jelly jelly probably in 10 years. So I just don't, I just don't adhere to eating jelly uh, for the sugar and the sweet and all that kind of good stuff. So I don't do that. So I'll do a fresh situation. Um, for instance, one of the hacks that I, that I like is making, and you guys heard me reference this a little while ago on this episode, is I'll make my own protein bars. Very easy to make. Um, you can actually Google a ton of recipes, but I'll give you one of mine straight up off the rip. Uh, all you need is old-fashioned oats, you know, Quaker oats, the big, big, tall can. It's about $4 for that big, big can to make your oatmeal with. So you need that as your as your base. So you need some oats. Um, then I have my protein powder, which is the Synthesix protein powder that I get from Vitamin Shop. And from there, I add my ingredients. So I'll do coconut flakes. I'll do um, uh, crushed um, walnuts or I'll do maybe sliced almonds. Um, I can do um, dried out blueberry or dried out strawberry uh, and a little bit of peanut butter. I kind of mix it into a bowl, um, add a little bit of water for cohesion. And you, this is the part where you got to kind of trial and error until you get this right. So mixing the water, I've adhered to mixing half a cup, quarter of a cup. And I've, it, I've always kind of had to like do it by eye. I have to eyeball this. Because you can either make it too saturated or it's 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 dry and you're like, oh, you know, this is not good. So I got to get the right get the right mix down and put them on a cookie sheet and cut them into bars or, you know, take a cup and make cookies. And here's the best part. You don't have to bake this because I used to bake them in the past, not realizing I was burning off a lot of the nutrients that I needed from it. So don't bake it. Put, uh, put it into a container. Um, I used to do Ziploc bags, but then I found that Ziploc bags pull too much water out. So I just get like a, a, a Tupperware container and I'll put them in there and I'll put them in the refrigerator. The cleanup is more difficult than the actual making it. It'll, it'll take you about 20 minutes to make it. It'll take you just as long to clean up. If you're not a person like me, I used to... Um, not if I cook something, I would just cook stuff and then have to clean up later. But then I learned from watching my dad back in the day, as I'm cooking, I'm putting things away and I'm washing things out. So that way, when I'm done preparing something, I'm done also cleaning up and I, I can just go about my way versus having a, oh man, now I got to wash like 10 pots. So it's a 
great way to make your protein bars. It'll save you money because if you if you bought a, a box of Quest bars, it might cost you thirty, forty dollars for a box of you know fifteen bars or whatever it is. So for that kind of money, you can make your own bars. It'll last you about roughly a week or two, depending on how often you want to eat these. Um, so I suggest if you, whatever you make, try to consume it within a week because you don't want to have, have something in your refrigerator for two weeks, kind of just sitting there. Um, and then you know exactly what's in your protein bars because you put in six ingredients, eight ingredients, 10 ingredients. You know what you've done. So you know what you're eating and you know what it is. So I kind of give you guys um, that kind of homework. If you want to engage in doing this, feel free. You'll thank yourself later for it. And then the last thing I want to talk about before I sign off would be pink Himalayan sea salt. Um, I use it now to to kind of season stuff. Um, I add it to my, any rubs that I'm making. I make my own rubs now because I realize that the sodium content, that I'm, I'm only allowed 1,200 um, milligrams of sodium per day. Uh, I try not to even get that high on my sodium chart, but I know that if I get pre-made things, I am in that realm or over that realm most days. So I try to be conscious of what I'm doing sodium-wise. So pink Himalayan sea salt, um, so sea salt, so regular salt, let me, let me back up regular salt. If you have a regular iodized salt in, in your cabinet, do yourself a favor right now, get up, walk to the cabinet, grab it and throw it in the fucking garbage. It is the worst thing possible for you, whether you're healthy as a horse or sick as a dog. Do not eat that kind of salt for a lot of reasons. Uh, sea salt is a little better. It gives you about 46 trace minerals and then pink Himalayan sea salts gives you double that. So you're around 83, 84 trace minerals that your body needs. Um, some people, um, I used to do this, but I haven't done this in a while. I'll add a, um, two kind of fingertips to my, um, spring water and I'll drink that. So it is, it's not too salty basically. Um, I'll put it in foods and I'll also, um, make sure that I that I use it in most of my my rubs, anything that I'm putting together to put on chicken or fish or whatever I'm going to have. So pick Himalayan sea salt is a very good thing to have. Again, everything that I've mentioned today, please go do your due diligence before you purchase, before you engage, that you see how it works for you. And it is a great source. And the thing about pink Himalayan sea salt that I have a bag that I bought about a year ago and I'm only not even halfway through this bag because you only use a, a couple of like how salt baited. You just kind of flick it a little bit. So you have a lot of this left to use. Um, one of my secret treasure troves to go to is uh, home goods. I never knew Home Goods had a, a uh, health section until one day I walked in Home Goods to get something for the house. And then I realized they had a health section. I was like, wait a minute, they have a health section in here? So I go back to the health section and I'm walking through it and I'm like blown away at the choices, at the companies that are in there, and also at the selection um, where how they group it. And I'm a tea drinker, so I get a lot of my teas from there. I get a lot of my superfoods like the mashta tea and the moringa and the flaxseed. I get it from from this. And when I tell you the prices are already like just like four dollars, five dollars for something for companies that if you go into Whole Foods, the same product would be eleven and twelve dollars. And I'm like, how is how is this possible that this that this company can put a product in Whole Foods? And charge this, and they could put it on this 
platform in home goods and charge this or put on iHerb and charge this. I realized something about marketing is that with these big chain supermarkets is that you they're paying for placement. They're paying they're paying their way to be in these markets because it's easy for Whole Foods to say, hey, you know, with with the advent of Amazon Prime now being um, well, I'm sorry, Amazon buying Whole Foods and Amazon Prime giving discounts in Whole Foods. If you want to sell in Whole Foods and have access to all of our millions of Prime members, you need to charge X, you know, XYZ to cover your cost. But on a, another platform, they may not even care. They just want to get their product somewhere and place it. So I am going to always do my best to shop for myself uh, and get the best bang for my dollar. Because again, you know, Whole Foods, Jeff Bezos don't need a lot of my money. <laughs> he think he's doing pretty good for himself. So if you have any questions about anything that I mentioned today, feel free to message me um, and connect. If not, I'll try to start giving more health content. Um, I did a reformat of my show uh, in the backdrop of all the social injustice stuff that happened. And I had to, you know, I guess address a few things and kind of, you know, stay in the know. But now I'm going to go back to the format um, that I have. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to have a day where if it's social justice, we're going to talk about if it's a day for health, if it's a day for something comedic, something financial. I'll try to have different content than to have the same thing every single day, because most of you that have been listening from day one, you have not listen to me just for, you know for me to talk about one thing um and i didn't create this platform just to talk about one thing either um i want to talk about the manual the blueprint for life well, whether it's health and wellness whether it's wealth and lifestyle whether it's you know social social change um the two other realms that i really don't deep dive into is political or religion i would always talk about maybe what i think but i try not to have you guys you know turn off or tune in or tune out because i'm talking about one particular thing so i thank you as always for listening and i look forward to talking to you guys soon thank you for choosing the manual have a great day